Shalom and thank you for clicking to listen to one of our audio messages. At Tikvat David, we are building a Yeshua-centered Judaism for Israel and the nations. We hope that this message will encourage, inform, and inspire you to follow Yeshua and to walk in the pathways of Torah. Enjoy. In this week's Parsha, most commentaries tend to focus on the action of Korach and his band of rebels. And with good reason, there is certainly a lot to learn in what not to think and what not to do from Korach. Uh, actually, at Tikvah David, Peter led a great discussion here on Tuesday night at our monthly Torah on Tap gathering, and he did a great job of helping us to, on the one hand, uh, seeing Korach's logic, but as Peter noted, Korach's logic uh, combined uh, with a lack of contentment with who he was and with his own voice and with what Hashem had called him to be. And really, that was Korach's undoing, and it can be ours if we let it happen. Now, as I was personally studying uh, Korach this week, uh, my attention gravitated a little less to Korach and more to how Moses handled this uprising. And I noticed a few details in Moses' actions that were really stunning uh, and, and that elevated my respect for him. Uh, of course, I have great, had great respect for Moses beforehand, but this, uh, this took it to a new level. So you are all familiar with the story of Korach's rebellion against Moses and Aaron. Of course, Korach felt that he and his posse uh, were entitled to the same priestly functions as Moses and Aaron. So we have this showdown here in Numbers 16. So I want to read verse 5 as this scene is unfolding. And after I read it, I'll highlight a, a quick, calculated, and quite merciful move by Moses. So Numbers 16 verse 5 says, uh, And Moses said to Korach and all his company, In the morning Hashem will show who is his and who is holy and will bring him near to him. The one whom he chooses, he will bring near to him. Now the detail that I found so impressive is actually just one word. It's the word boker. Uh, the word that we translate as morning. Uh, Moses basically says, we're going to let Hashem settle this in the morning. Now, that may sound like Moses is ready for a fight here, but actually the famous medieval Jewish commentator Rashi senses a different tone. Rashi says that Moses delayed settling this until morning so that perhaps Korach and his colleagues would turn back from their confrontation. In other words, rather than being quick to have God deal with Korach, Moses actually buys some time for Korach to, to simmer down and, and come to his senses. Now, uh, that's not only the move of a pro. It's actually a very merciful thing to do uh, when your authority is being severely challenged, like we see uh, from Korach towards Moses. Well, then over in verse 12, Moses makes another move along this line. Numbers 16.12 says, And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. And they said, We will not come up. So this is in my, this this really got my head spinning. It's, it's a mind-boggling move by Moses. I mean, when we consider just the reality and the humanity and the challenge and the anger that could have been present in Moses. Look, Dathan and Abiram behind Korach have just treated Moses shamefully, publicly. Yet, Moses summons Dathan and Abiram to talk. Uh, note that Moses, um, it's interesting in the text, he didn't summons Korach. 
which may suggest that uh, Moses, at least in Moses' mind, perhaps Korak was past the point of no return. But Moses did summons these other two men, yet we see they spurned his invitation. On this move, Rashi says, quote, Moses went after them. He sought them out to restore harmony with them with words of peace. But of course, tragically, Dathan and Abiram rejected Moses' offer and the rest is history. So this ending is very sad. But what an impressive, meaningful example by Moses here. It really, really impacted me personally. He was truly grasping at anything that he could to save these men from their foolishness. But Moses, at the end, couldn't help them. Because at the end of the day, these men had a lack of the fear of God in them and lack of a respect for Moses. Unfortunately, waiting until morning didn't help. And a private invite for a summit with Moses didn't help either. But a lesson for us here, based on Moses' action, is I think really along the line of what Rashi said. We should always seek, at least, to restore harmony and peace when possible. Even if we're rejected, as Moses was, we should still seek to be like Moses and seek to help and reach out to others as we see them walking on the edge of a cliff and about to fall over. And we should... (laughs) on a personal level, listen to others when they're trying to help us to avoid walking over a cliff. I love Proverbs 22, verse 3. It's helped me a lot through the years. It says, the prudent sees the evil and hides himself, but the naive go on and are punished for it. So may Hashem help us this week. May we receive mercy or extend mercy if we find others or ourselves near a cliff. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to this audio message from Tikvat David Messianic Synagogue. We would love to get to meet you in person sometime at the synagogue, so come join us for Shabbat or one of the holidays. Also, you can join us in building Messianic Judaism whether you live in the Atlanta area or far away by financially contributing to our synagogue. You can learn about the options for giving under the Donate tab at tikvatdavid.org. At Tikvat David, we would love to have you stand with us as we are building a Yeshua-centered Judaism for Israel and the nations. Shalom.